This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, I'm David Foreman with uh, Clarity Creative Group. I'm co-founder and uh, been working with them for the past 15 years now as my own business. Um, really focus on helping small to mid-sized businesses grow through an approach that usually is very goal-oriented. And with that, we help clients reach new tiers, get new leads, get more visibility. We obviously have tons of support from, have supported lawyers and the legal community. So we're happy to be here. David, thank you for being here. The reason I wanted to talk to you today, and I think this is going to be a great topic, is as you know, this this quarter, we are really focused on website technology, maintenance, security, kind of the back end, nitty gritty, kind of techie parts of websites. And I know your agency talks a lot about this and get obviously websites are a big part of any agency's work. So we really wanted to dig in today and talk about maintenance and website maintenance. And the question we're going to ask and dig into is why does your website need maintenance? So let's first start with what kind of what what kind of things do you usually talk about when you talk about website maintenance? What does that usually mean? A couple things, right? You know, you mentioned hosting. Hosting's important. That's where obviously your your website's going to live, right? The location where you're going to save it, right? So obviously hosting is just an important step in there. Once you have it in a good secure place, we'll talk about what that looks like later. But but that's, you know, that one part, right? That's the one part of it. You know, other parts of ma- maintaining your site could be, you know, keeping content updated, keeping content fresh, adding to it, adding photos, adding text, updating your location information as things change and everything like that. So it could be everything from there to, dare I say, maintenance could be even keeping watch on on updates and things that, you know, are are, are needed depending on how you're even maybe not you're on like a DIY platform, right? Like a Wix and a Squarespace, there's still things that change on that, that, that you have to kind of keep, you can't not sign in for a year and expect that when you come back, it's everything's going to be working. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good point. I have some clients who really, you know, they've been clients for years and years and they really feel like the website is, they still look at it somewhat as like a brochure website, like the the old school way websites used to be. And they that that's kind of a mystery to them. Like, why would the website be any different? You know, isn't it just a file when I come back to it a year later and I haven't really signed in? Like, what's the big deal? And why do I, why do I need to do an update? Well, because I think people are so used to it either being like a billboard or like a brochure or like the yellow pages where it was like, oh, every year they tell me that it's renewing and then send me a bill and it just goes on to page three or whatever it is. But but uh, it's so important, right, to just stay up to date on your website because, well, for probably visibility, right? Visibility is what is going to be based on how Google perceives your business and by updating content by staying relevant by staying you know up to date and obviously for security purposes as well as just for you know the the more and more you you keep up with the latest technology the 
better chance you would have to hopefully rank better, have more visibility, have more opportunities to be competitive in lawyers. You know, firms have a competitive space. So, you know, you kind of need a little little edge, right? And so maybe it's making sure that you're updating as the laws change and things, you know, on, on a yearly basis get updated. Can you you know, kind of comment on that? Or is there anything on your website that needs changing based on that? It could be something that can take steps, but can be, you know, streamlined, hopefully, with somebody to help you out. Yeah. Well, and as you mentioned, like you mentioned, you need to update as the laws change. And I think you might have meant in terms of their practice areas and the work that they do. But what about like, I really want to dig into what's at risk if you don't make these updates, if you're not maintaining your website. And the first thought that I had, and there's a lot there. I know there's so many things that we could talk about there because I've been doing this so long. I've seen it all as well. But the first thought that popped into my head is accessibility and all of the requirements that are now coming into play with making your website accessible. So if you had a website that you put together five, seven, ten years ago, it's not it's not likely that it's accessible. And so what's what's the problem and challenge and what's at risk with that? What's at risk is, I mean, let's be honest, visibility. You're going to have a potential of gaining less visibility. Don't want to go all scare and fear. But just, you know, it, it goes back to if you're sightseeing from seven years ago, it's probably maybe even not mobile responsive. Not great when maybe 60, 70% of your potential clients are using mobile devices, which tends to be, you know, what we're seeing in terms of the people that are coming into your site and accessing your, you know, taking everything in and the research. But uh, by not upgrading, by not, you know, taking on the, not up on the code level, but like there's technology is, imp- is improving month after month after month. I mean, it, it's, it's so exponential that, you, you know, I mean, there's things that you could have, that probably you're built on seven years ago that has changed so much that you can really help you out, right? Whether it's from the security side of, you know, making sure that everything's, you know, is, 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 the latest it can be, because unfortunately, things that sit dormant are, are, are not great. So, you know, it's it's best to just stay on top of it, add, you know, whatever new features that are relevant to your site, to your branding, to what you're trying to get visibility on. Because I would say, you know, the longer you wait, right, the harder it is sometimes to update things. Yeah, 100%. And to be totally blunt with accessibility issues, we had an episode with Amber Hines, who's a awesome expert on accessibility. And she talked about a lot of firms that she knows that are flat out getting sued if their websites aren't accessible. So and you know, depending on the kind of work you're doing, it's really important. And that's that would be kind of embarrassing to be sued because your website is not <laughs> being accessible. Well, what about the opportunities to also less about like wanting to get sued and probably no lawyer also wants to be, go into that rabbit hole. But what about thinking about, okay, I have an old website. It's not great. There's images with text overlaying on top of it and it's just hard to read how are people experiencing your site how are people taking stuff in is are you making it more difficult and you know there's there's definitely opportunities in, in in accessibility we've had clients that have even mentioned to us that hey they used the accessibility plugin there's there's opportunities there 
but but there's other things that you can do to to optimize your site and knowing hey i was able to use your site because it was you know it was fully accessible is the win and it pays for the audit it pays for the work it pays for the time and energy that you've put into it probably to get you know, a case or, or whatever it is from that. Exactly. So let's go worst case scenario. And I know you've seen this too. So what happens when a site is not maintained and it sits there and it's not updated and you get these, so you get kind of security holes and, you know, all of that fun stuff. What do you see that happens worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is your site probably begins to get like redirected to other places or you begin to start seeing content. It gets, it's going to get hacked if you're not updating it. And, you know, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately is when you like buy cheap hosting and, and are on these platforms, they don't enforce it. And if you're on a place where you're next to sometimes another site that's been hacked, that can spill over into yours. So it's- It's viral. It's quality. Yeah. And and it's like, well, why does this keep happening when I'm doing everything I can do? But it's like, you have a bad neighbor, right? And it's it's spilling over into you. So it's like things like that, that when, when you get hacked, you know, there's a there's processes to remove it and it's it's fine but gosh is that such a a, it's a headache and it's a waste of time it's yeah it's something that again is going to take now 10 15 hours to fix when it could have been so much cheaper and easier and just prevent it it's totally preventable yeah so let's let's step back because you talked about having a bad neighbor let's talk about what that is what is what does that mean being on a shared server okay all right. So in the world of hosting, we all know that if you search hosting, you know, GoDaddy and a whole bunch of places show up and, oh my gosh, they're only $5 a month or $5 for the year. I mean, why would anybody charge me any more than that is obviously a ripoff. And, you know, it's terrible because those are good, great place to practice and put something that probably, let's be honest, is probably not something that, you know, is going to see the light of day. But if you're a business, you know, a law firm that, you know, has general traffic and you have a an image that you want to put out there, you don't want your site to be hacked and probably want to stay away from those the the shared hosting providers. They're good. They but you're on you're going to be on a host with 300, 400 people, sometimes a thousand or or more where you're all sharing this space, which can mean the infections can spill over to you. So that's the initial kind of like shared hosting. What I recommend, and I know you recommend. We require. We don't host. Yeah. yeah. When we host websites, we absolutely require because some of our clients are doing criminal defense work and their websites are full of very salacious keywords like sexual harassment or, you know, things that, that can be misconstrued. So basically to be on a shared server, you're basically in the same folder. So if you picture like a file structure, you're in the same folder as those other guys. And if their websites aren't secure enough and they're using these keywords that that are appropriate for their practice area but bring a lot of potential hacks and malware and all that, you don't want to be associated with that. You don't want to be next to it. So we, we require you have to be on a managed, which means separated host so that there is a nice, clear definition between you and any other clients that we work with for all of our benefits. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we, we, we 
pretty much at this point, it's not worth even our time to work a lot of times on a shared server. We've same way where we've said the shared ones run so slow. It's so it takes so much longer to even do things that I, you know, we have to be honest and say it's, you know, you're setting yourself back. What's your time worth? You know, and it. And it's not just security issues, because when you're looking, if you're going to do and spend a bunch of money on SEO, the first thing Google's looking at is your website's performance. And so if it's slow and clunky and you're on a bad, poor shared service and server and it's somebody else's fault on top of it, I mean, what is the reason for that? And you're like thinking, oh, I saved like $3. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. <laughs> right. What's a case worth to you for your site to go down because the server got busy because somebody else's website got busy? It's not even your site that got busy. Yeah. So do you have any horror stories? I do. I have so many like hacking horror stories from client sites. Do you, do you have any good ones? <laughs> Let's, oh, I, I mean, I have, I have lots. We've done tons and tons of malware removal. I'll let you go first. So I had one where they were doing criminal defense. So kind of a big target and had a lot of those keywords. And so they got in and this was years and years ago. And they got in and put a Ukrainian flag as the homepage. <laughs> it was just like this waving Ukrainian flag. And it was like, okay, so we're, you're there. We, we see you. <laughs> now we have a huge cleanup job. And this was before, obviously, we required the managed server. But also, we've had times where pretty quickly it can blacklist your domain name. And here's the thing that I talk to people a lot about where now your emails aren't going through. So it's not just your website. It's not just, you know, this sort of vanity thing, which I don't think a website is vanity, but some people do. But now because your emails are on that same domain and it's been alerted to Google that it's been hacked in malware, now your emails aren't going through. And that just adds a whole nother level to the cleanup process because you have to go through and imagine a cleanup process on a good day will take a couple days on, on, a, on the good side. And imagine not having your emails work for days at a time. So like this is not minor stuff. This is things that you really need to protect yourself against. Oh, oh, and also too, for sometimes for a week or two, if your site's been hacked and Google's crawled it and noticed enough of your site has malware, because they, 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 they can scan your site for malware and they, they don't necessarily tell you, but you all of a sudden, you know, I mean, the malware's there and Google notices it. It'll put a little flag that says, you know, possible hack or, or malware. This site is unsafe. Do you yeah. really want to proceed? So they don't even let other people land on your site. I actually have a funny story about my podcast producer who I was all ready to work with her and then I landed on her site and I got that warning. And I so then I backed up and I did all my own research and I'm like, I think she's legit. I, I don't think I think she's having a problem with her site, but I'm just gonna send one email because she looked and it's the woman who I still work with and she everything else was lining up. So I thought I'm just going to send a quick email and say, hey, by the way, did you know that your website is hacked? And that was the, the our introduction. She's like, oh, my gosh, can you help me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens all the time. And as a potential client of hers, I took a step back and, you know, and if I hadn't done my own research, I would have maybe not chosen to work with her because her website was looking weird and it gave me a bad first impression. And but then I I was like, oh, I really have a good feeling about this one. And so I kept going and, <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> right, right. But obviously, on initial view, it's nope. 
No, exactly. And Google's telling you, you know, so it's not just like you're thinking, oh, this looks weird. It's Google's like giving you this big alert saying this is really bad. Are you sure you want to proceed? And it's it's not something you want to have as your first impression. <laughs> no, or something obviously that you A, need to deal with or B, need to worry about as a, you know, a, a, a business owner or, you know. Exactly. A, a lawyer. So. so what else do you typically talk about in terms of ongoing maintenance? So there's security issues, there's performance issues, there is doing the updates. What else, what other kinds of things do you take care of in terms of the websites that you manage for your clients? Yeah, I, most of our updates can include a handful of things, some of it being on the back end technical side, right? So we try to run scans and audits and, and, and things. And as much as we think that we're at like 100% complete, it feels like the next week you're promised that links go missing or and it's outside of our control, right? Other websites change URLs and we don't know about it. And we're, we're linking up to, you know, Florida Department of you know, family, children, family services, and they change their link structure. It's like, oh, well, and, and they don't redirect it, but we got to now find that piece of content that we were linking up to. So it's things like that, that are, are you know, we just kind of keep, so some of our efforts are, are automated through like scanning. And then we get a, you know, report that says, hey, this is good, this is bad. And which is awesome because usually you could start seeing things that are red flags that are issues for our clients. So keeping watch on that is, is important. I think it's really important to say that a lot of these things are outside of a, a regular human's control because by managing and finding these mistakes, it doesn't mean that the person who built the website made that mistake initially and should should have caught that to begin with, right? It's not like by finding a mistake, we're admitting that we did something wrong. It's that the website and the internet itself is a constantly changing evolving creature, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's important to point out. No, there's so many moving pieces to it, right? And there's so many parts to it that I think, again, the best thing we can do is to have systems in place, processes in place, keeping an eye on stuff in the best sort of way with the intention of when it happens, how to fix it. Because again, you can't be proactive on things that you can't, you know, see, you know, before they, they happen. So... Yeah, I, t I kind of talk a lot about how it's similar to your phone. You know, there's an update. And so Apple has this update. And then all the apps are sitting on top of your phone. And they now have to cooperate with that update. And your website has some similarities in that you've probably got some plugins. You've probably got different things. You may have links like you described over to other websites. You don't have, obviously, control over what's happening on that website. And so every single time there's a Google update or a WordPress update or an update on one of your plugins or an update on anything that has anything to do with your website, then it has to cooperate and agree with every other part of your website. And so sometimes there's things that break and you need to go in and figure that out. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that's where having usually a, a managed solution can usually help some of that right by th they might be able to help you in fixing it without having that technical knowledge needed. Right. And even even us as an agency, we don't want to be a server expert. We don't want to have to know all about the nuances of the newest version of PHP 7.4. That shouldn't matter to anybody. And and 
And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I cared about that. And what was I thinking? I was caught up in that, not focused on our clients and and helping them out, realizing I can, dare I say, use a provider that's the expert in that for what I'm doing. So that way I can lean on getting the visibility, the helping, you know, clients rank better, writing content, or just doing basic fixes that are, to me, a lot more important than having to worry about, you know, the maybe some some back end side of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that is really important where at the end of the day, you want us as an agency to, excuse me, to provide this service and to be there and to help work through that. And as there are all these updates, it's nearly impossible to keep up with all of them. So as they happen, we figure it out. But I'm not going to try to predict what Google's going to do next year. And I'm not going to try to predict what how that might relate to WordPress or to some little plugin that we use or some other other thing like that. We'll figure it out as we go along. You know, it's just, you know, that's just part of how we provide that service. Oh, if you know what what Google's going to do next year, if you could let everybody know, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> we could all be making a lot more money. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> but nobody knows that's the world that we all live in. So Yeah, exactly. All right, so it is time for the book review. So, David, what is, I know you've got a good one to recommend to the audience today. What's the book that you're going to recommend that everybody picks up? All right. I absolutely love this book. I think I read it, started reading it three years ago. I read it every six months. It's called The Four Agreements, and it is phenomenal. It's not a business book, but it's something that I use both personal and business. Yeah. So why? So why? What's what's so great about it? Okay. So The Four Agreements, I'll sum them up really quick, right? It's be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And it sounds so simple. And what really the basis of the book is that from, you know, being a child and growing up, right, we're taught a lot of things, but we have these agreements in our life that are, dare I say, not usually, you know, in line with that, right? And like, like, don't make assumptions, right? I assume lots of things at many different times, which is, I realized have failed for me in, in, in business or failed in me in my personal life and went, oh, if I don't stress about that and don't assume, I can send an email quicker or I can, you know, move on or be able to maybe go more analytical than, you know, maybe more um, more on like a feeling, which isn't helpful. And so it's things like that that I use both in personal and business that I, I try to teach it with our staff and just try to speak of it because it just has it's to me a great way to live and so glad that I I was able to like learn these and just kind of use them in my day. Yeah, I think it's one of those books that like you said it's both personal and business and it's more for me just like human interaction. Like this is how you are going to do well in any kind of a relationship with another human whether it's business, personal, like the person at the grocery store checkout, just recognizing like for one example, though, don't take it personally. You know, if you're at the grocery store, the checkout person is grumpy for some reason, it probably has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it probably is something going on with them. And if you start to take it personally, you're adding all these layers of 
nonsense, basically, into this interaction that don't need to be there. And then it gets complicated. And then you get upset for uh, obviously a non-reason. And it just goes off the rails. Whereas if it's like, okay, this person's having a bad day. I don't know them. I don't know what's going on in their life. It's not about me. And you just move on and you're both okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I got a So I got a free cup of coffee at Starbucks because I I didn't even know what I was walking myself into. And I I was in the drive-thru and I pulled up and she goes, you know, how are you doing today? And I was like, oh, I'm so thankful for you. I'm getting, you know, my nectar of the gods, you know, and if it wasn't for you, I, you know, probably, you know, would be asleep right now or whatever. And I'm just, you know, just telling her how appreciative I was, but I was making the joke and and everything. And she said, I, you know, she comes back after like, I hand her my card and she's like, you don't, you're not going to pay today. I said, what? She goes, you made my day. You made me smile. I just had three customers in a row that just were just being rude to me and nobody was like, and she was just saying like, I just wanted to be treated like, like, you know, human. And, and maybe she was a little short with me, but I didn't care. I was just going to go on. And, and my smile was infectious in that moment. And again, yeah, because that's looking past the, that they're in a bad mood and you can get them out of it. Exactly. Well, and they're in a bad mood because they're thinking about three people before you who were rude and said things and, you know, they're they're working at Starbucks. So who knows where their finances are? You know, all these millions of different things that could be going through their head and coming out as short or whatever. But once again, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with all those other things. So that's that's a perfect example. I love that. So the four agreements, we will link to that in the on the show page and in the show notes. And it's a good one. It's a good solid one to keep around. Like you said, you pick it up every six months to just reference and kind of it's a good reminder of how to how to be a human, really. Yeah, it's quick read. I think it's like 125 pages. So it's yeah, it's and you can and once you've read it, you can kind of pick up and think, okay, I really need to focus on this one chapter. <laughs> like the, there's one that I'm struggling with right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So David, what is one thing that you know that works? All right. So I'm gonna pull it back to the four agreements, right? Tying it all in is always, always do your best, right? And you can get there by realizing that you're an expert in what you do and letting others who are experts in what they do, what they do, right? And not trying to become something that you're not or trying to think that that can help move your forward. Because again, it's always, you're not going to do your best when you don't know anything about so-and-so. I love that because that does bring all of this full circle. Because when we were talking about all this website maintenance, shared servers, security issues, being hacked, all this malware, if you are trying to do this yourself, and I've seen this so many times, we rescued a firm in LA whose site was completely hacked in a disaster, took like better part of a week to clean it up. And they were trying to do it all themselves. And it's like, first of all, there's something wrong in your firm if you've got the time to do that. You should not have the time to do that. You should be focused on being a lawyer. And second of all, I could in theory change the oil in my car, but it's gonna be a disaster. (laughs) There's, it's gonna take me like a week. And why would I do that? The likelihood of it being a mess is much higher than the likelihood of me getting it right. So this idea of doing your best and focusing on like what is your best 
is perfect in light of all of this. Let's just be real. Maintaining your website is something that you should be hiring somebody to do. Like it really is just an ongoing, consistent level of monitoring and maintaining at a really technical level that you just want somebody else to be handling it and dealing with the things that come up. Right, let them do their best so you could do your best. I love that. That is a perfect ending. I am going to leave it there. David Foreman is the co-founder of Clarity Creative Group and obviously works with websites and clients to manage their websites and has all this good stuff to talk about in terms of the technology and the tech side of websites. So thank you for having this conversation. I feel like that was really useful and helpful and really kind of drew back the curtain on what this whole website maintenance thing is all about. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.